Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Paxton, and welcome to the podcast today. Today I want to talk to you for just a few moments about the unscriptural, ungodly attitude of inflicting punishment. Inflicting punishment. And I'm talking now, of course, about in a local church setting, a church setting. Uh, There's an unscriptural practice in today's church, and it's held far and wide as being correct. I'm talking about the inflicting of punishment upon a Christian that has failed God. Well, which one of us hasn't failed the Lord at one time or another? The inflicting of punishment is wrong and must be stopped. Now listen up. Once a person has repented of their wrongdoing and their sin, the consequences of their actions must be left in the hands of God. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 6 through 8. Here's what the Bible says. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was afflicted of many, so that contrawise you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. Sometimes people enjoy inflicting punishment, But that has never been a part of God's restoration process. Restoration involves the need for repentance on the part of the offender. It also helps a person to discover the reason for their failure. And if we don't use this understanding, then that person is doomed to fail again and again, irrespective of the consequences they have suffered. Restoration must also help to bring the person back to their original purpose in God. Listen, punishment will never produce a change of heart. The Bible says that it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. You can try to hurt and degrade someone for the rest of their lives, but that is wrong, and it won't help. The word punishment in 2 Corinthians 2.6 indicates that the person had suffered a penalty. The purpose of the penalty had been redemptive in nature. Remember this, beloved. God always deals with us in a redemptive manner, and we had better do the same with each other. The the penalty that this man suffered helped to bring him to full repentance. Many Bible scholars feel that the man being discussed in this passage is the same man that in 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 1 through 5, this person was a leader in the church at Corinth. He had taken his father's wife, his stepmother, as his own. The church at that time was glorying in this, saying that the grace of God covered this abomination. The Apostle Paul told them they were wrong to glory in this sin. They were told to inflict punishment by refusing to fellowship with this man as long as he was continuing to live in a state of unrepentant sin. So I want you to understand that if a person won't repent, if a person will not come to the Lord and repent of their sin and give it up and turn their back on sin, then yes, you don't fellowship with them. However, the moment that this man repented and forsook his wrongdoing, which he had done by the time of 2 Corinthians 2, Then the church was instructed to do the following things. They were to approach this person with the understanding that God had forgiven him. And number two, they were told to comfort him 
and three, they were to confirm their love for him. Nowhere did Paul say that this leader must be relegated to a lesser position that would keep him away from his ministry for a certain period of time or whatever. This man was not to be treated like a second-class Christian, as if there even were such a thing, and there's not. Nowhere was the church told to inflict further punishment upon this person. Let me say it again. Once a person has repented, and they're sincere before God, and they have forsaken their deed that what he was doing was wrong, and the moment that he repented of and turned away from his sin, God forgave him. God comforted him, and God confirmed his love towards him. God also demanded that the church treat this person in the same manner. How dare we not do what God has said for us to do in this matter? Heavenly Father, this is a grave topic. It's a serious topic today, Father. And I ask that you would help us to walk in the love of Jesus Christ to our brothers and our sisters who may have stumbled. Father, let us be redemptive in our approach to them. Father, help us to be restorers. Help us to restore our brothers and sisters to their ministries in Christ. Father, send your Holy Spirit to cover us right now with the love of Jesus. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.